Welcome to Iron Sharpens Iron, a show, a broadcast, a podcast for Catholic men by Catholic men. I'm so excited to be with all of you out there who are listening to us today. My name's Matt Palmer. I'm with Catholic Men's Ministry in the Diocese of Columbus. I'm joined by my co-host and good brother, good friend, good brother in Christ, Devin Shad, with Fathers of St. Joseph. Devin, good morning, brother. Good morning, Matt. It's a beautiful day here in Central Ohio. It's still in the Easter season, and uh, and I'm so excited about this show. Devin and I are joined by Kevin O'Brien. Uh, Kevin is. Uh, we're going to hear about Kevin's ministry with Catholic Men's Leadership Alliance and Men of Christ out in Milwaukee. But first, before we jump into getting to know Kevin a little better, Devin, would you would you open us in prayer and just ask the Holy Spirit to come and just fill this time together? Yeah, absolutely. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Father, we beg you to send forth your Holy Spirit and set this world ablaze with your love. We know that so many of us hold great responsibilities. We're just the weight of responsibilities on us, the burdens of life. But, Lord, you are our delight. In you is our hope because you want to share with us so much. You want to share with us your glory and your greatness. I beg that that happens during this episode here that you would fill us with your Spirit and uh, awaken us to the great mission you have for us. We ask this in Jesus' most holy and powerful name. Amen. 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 Kevin O'Brien is in the house, and I'm so excited. Kevin, welcome (laughs) to Iron Sharpens Iron. How are you, brother? I'm doing great, man. Thanks for the invite. It's just so good to be here. You know, you guys, just even the, the podcast and all the wonderful work, that's happening right now. It just It's so needed, and it's so refreshing, and it brings so much hope to so many. It sure does, and it, it's a work of the Holy Spirit. Catholic men's ministry across this country is just being set on fire by the Holy Spirit, and here in this year of St. Joseph, it's, it's just an exciting time to be involved with Catholic men's ministry. So, Kevin, let's start first by letting our listeners get to know you a little bit personally. Talk a little bit about you know your own life, um, marriage, children, uh, and what you do day to day to provide for your family, and then we'll talk a little bit about the men's ministries that God has called you to. But introduce yourself to us. Sure. So you know, grew up in in Detroit, Michigan, uh, from an immigrant family. My dad actually came over on the boat uh, from Ireland. So blue collar workers, uh, and you know, had a, I grew up. Uh, I'm 50 now, so grew up in the 70s. So you know, when I was a a young man, I uh, we did the uh, the typical going to Sunday, but we're in a very pious family, and of course, Catholic education was was lacking. So, but I always had this sense of being with God. I would kneel down, I would pray, I would do those things. But I, my kind of, as I grew and got older, I would say bigger. I ended up uh, drifting away, you know, from the Catholic faith, and that even, you know, I went and played. Fortunately, played uh, in college, and then you know, three years of professional football. And during that time, you know, I just again this idea of, of moving away from the faith, not on purpose, right? It wasn't like there was an intentionality around it. There was this sense of just not knowing, specifically as Catholic men, and the beauty and the, the wonder and excitement and the power that we have as Catholic. I didn't understand it because I wasn't taught it, so I couldn't love what I didn't know. And so grew up, uh, fell away from the faith, always asked the question. I, my, my girlfriend at that time, now wife, um, she, I, I remember asking, I said, would you marry me if I wasn't Catholic? And she said, no. And we got into this argument, and it was interesting. I'm like, what's the big deal? And then, of course, you know, God touched my heart. Uh, I had a, a uh, healthy debate 
Amazingly, my brother was actually discerning the priesthood. Again, not a very pious family. So that, you know, how did, you know, a lot of prayers went into that from our, our grandparents, I believe. And my, my brother and I had got into a debate, uh, and it got a little heated, and it was on the topic of abortion. And I was like, hey, I don't agree with it, but it's not, I don't think you have a right, right? This was my thought process back then, to take away from somebody. And my brother now is married with nine kids. We have seven. And um, he hit me with that, literally, almost not physically, but it felt physical, in a sense, this arrow of truth. No one has a right to kill an innocent child. And then he said this, you know what your problem is? You need to go back to confession. And that was the thing that I entered into that, that wonderful sacrament, by the way, drove around the, <laughs> the church about 15 times because there was an extended period of time before I was able to get into going back or even thinking about going back to confession. And I did. Those scales fell off. And then God really just moved my heart to, to get into not only the pro-life, but also adoration and then men's ministry. And then my, I just, my eyes opened up to what we have as Catholics, and it's just been a great experience. Devin, I just love listening to our brother Kevin. I mean, just think about the journey that he's been on. And it's it's a journey that I think all of us can relate to. It's almost as if the Lord, in his desire to reshape us, he has to break us of that some of that Catholicism that's not a real faith. It's not a real and living faith. He has to have us walk away from that so that he can bring us to the adventure of a true and living encounter with him. Maybe, Devin, share a little bit of what you hear in Kevin's story that you hear so often uh, with men across the country. Oh, yeah. I think, first of all, cultural Catholicism is has been, the, I guess, what's dominated Western culture for a century. You know, and, and now we're seeing, because of the fallout, in a sense, after Vatican II, now you're seeing all these men who are actually moving from rules to relationship, right? And... The rules are necessary, but the rules are only there to show us how far off from God we really are and that we need a relationship with Him so His power can be unlocked in our lives. So when I listen to your story, Kevin, man, I'm blown away because what you discovered along the way, I mean, you're a football player, you're a man's man, you're a leader, you're doing all these things, but then suddenly you're faced with this idea that to be a true man is to suffer responsibly for the sake of others. That's what the whole abortion debate is all about. I I have to take responsibility for another person's life in order to protect it. And now you have seven kids, and your brother has nine and all that. And, and I think that that's what we're really missing in, in a lot of the culture, generally in masculinity, is this idea that to be a true man, responsibility is going to involve sacrifice and suffering, rather than just you know being the man's man who's working out and playing sports and, and all that. But you've converted. You've, you've brought all that, in essence, <laughs> into this movement of suffering with responsibility. You know, Kevin, I'm also struck that confession was the, was the gateway. And of course, confession, the very act is to humble ourselves, which is so hard for in this culture for men to do, to humble ourselves before our Lord and acknowledge this great brokenness, the great wound in our heart, the great sinfulness and selfishness that we live with. So I'm just, I'm just blown away that here, as Devin said, here you are, a leader, a football player, a man's man, and God would bring you to a real relationship with him through the act of confession. Do you just look back and just think, Lord, thank you for, for 
breaking me down and helping me start with you again right there in the confessional. Well, and, and interesting enough, if you look at how it happened, it was through another man, right? And it was a man challenging me. Now, that man was my brother, and he had the courage to, to literally almost get in my grill <laughs> and say, this is what you need. You're blinded, right? Yeah. You're blinded from... Sin makes you stupid. Let's just call it for what it is. And I was living in this in this muck, and it, there was a lack of meaning. Let me share a, a quick story. So I'm playing in, in Buffalo with the Buffalo Bills, American Bowl. We're playing against the Minnesota Vikings. We come out at um, – this is over in, uh, in Berlin – 75,000 people are there. It's packed. I remember walking out, just, we just finished halftime, walking back out on the field. I looked up to heaven, because remember, God wasn't in my life at that time, or kind of was on the outside. I looked up to heaven and I said, is this it? Is this it? I've arrived to the top of my mountain, which I believe to be that, and I felt empty. And the reason I felt so empty is because I didn't have Christ in my life, and everything that I thought was so great when I achieved that, supposedly, it wasn't great. And then now that I look at my life and where I am as a father, and you talked about this, Devin, about this idea of suffering responsibility, what I use is the language of embracing the cross of fatherhood, of leadership. In that sacrifice, in that suffering, we grow and we become more Christ-like. And what has happened in this journey for me is I've, I've got meaning in life. I now have purpose. For us, we talk about this in our family all the time. What, what is your mission in life? To get to heaven and bring as many people with you as you possibly can. And that fuels my conviction tank to keep pressing forward, to not stop, to not worry about all the chaos that's around me, to surround me and to bring Christ into my heart where the peace is. That order brings tremendous peace, and it's amazing how you can push through all of the crazy that's out there and really have joy in suffering, in sacrifice, and even in sometimes in the the worry that can be there, because when you love Christ, he pushes all that anxiety out. Mm. Devin, the role of father and husband is so misunderstood in our culture, and Kevin's starting to open a, kind of a window for all of us that are listening. Take, Let's push on through that window and talk a little bit, Devin, about as you listen to Kevin describe kind of what family life really starts to be like, what is the role of a father and a husband? What What does it actually look like in the context of being an on-fire Catholic believer loving Jesus and wanting to bring your family to heaven, where, where do men start to live the kind of life that Kevin is, is now living? Yeah. Well, I mean, that's a huge question. We could talk about that for hours, but I, I think that the key is, is if we look to St. Joseph, he's that silent hinge, if you will, that anchor of what it really means to be a great intentional father. And we know that there's this, just this interesting fact in the Scriptures. Jesus, in the parable of the steward of the household, he says that this, this man goes on a journey, and he hands over all of his possessions to the steward of the house, and that there's a technical term for that. In the Latin, it's pater familius, which is father of the house. In the Greek, it's oiko despates. And he only mentions this term 12 times in the New Testament. It's only Jesus. Ten times he refers to himself as head of the house, but the other two times it's the pater familius, the father of the house. That's us. And he has the role of protecting, so he's got to keep the enemy at bay. He's got to provide. He gives him bread in due season. And then he's like the priest of his family. 
So he's the, he, he offers a sacrifice of himself in leading his family to God. And that's what Kevin's saying, is that's where the action is at, is when you begin to understand that that's what you're doing, you're sacrificing yourself as a holy living sacrifice unto the Lord, as Romans 12.1 says, then suddenly meaning and purpose is unlocked in your life, especially when you see that you're actually begetting real life to your wife and your children. Um, because that's, where the, that's the most difficult thing that we can do on earth. I think the most difficult thing we can do on earth is to be a real father, a real man, uh, a one who gets spiritual life. So I think that we look to St. Joseph, we see in him as this silent, but yet his, his example speaks loudly of what it means to protect his family from Satan, to provide for them the truth, but also the sustenance that they need, but also to be that sacrificial priest. For our listeners out there, you are listening to Iron Sharpens Iron, we're a podcast, a broadcast of Fathers of St. Joseph and Catholic Men's Ministry. I'm one of your hosts, Matt Palmer. I'm joined by my co-host, Devin Shad, with Fathers of St. Joseph. And today we're so excited to be talking with Kevin O'Brien. Kevin is uh, oversees a, a, both a local ministry there in Milwaukee, Men of Christ, as well as a national ministry that works uh, to provide and support Catholic men's ministries all across the country Catholic Men's Leadership Alliance. We're going to get to both of those in a minute, but Kevin, I think we would we can really help men if we stay right here. I, I would like to you to share a little more about what your what you see as most important in your life as a husband and a father. What what are you trying to do each day? What does it look like? What can you say to men? Here's how it can look and feel. Here's the things you should be doing daily to be the kind of husband and father that's going to lead your your family to heaven and bring a lot of others with you? Yeah, you know what? I, that's an excellent question. And, and leaders lead, uh, and, and, and your children, the people that you are leading, will, will model your success. Here is a, a I, we use this stat all the time, Men of Christ, Catholic Men's Leadership Alliance, 93% of the moms and the children will follow the father to Christ if he leads them. It is such a powerful thing. So I think, first of all, understanding that role as father. And also, again, going back to the embracing the cross, not looking at it as a negative thing, but looking at it as a positive thing and helping you. Because when you give meaning to that suffering, into that sacrifice, it's amazing how that does fill up your heart. So what are some practical things? One of the things, I learned this from Doug Berry back in 2008 at a Men of Christ conference. He said, bless your children, bless your wife. And he shares the story of doing that. And I have, as a, as a father, that is a beautiful thing that I share with so many guys. That changed my, one of the things that changed my, my life as a father. That simple blessing, in the name of the Father, Son, I consecrate you to the Immaculate Heart of Mary, St. Joseph, and to the Sacred Heart of Jesus. Just that simple blessing. My 20-year-old, who's playing college football right now, when he comes home, guess what he asks when, he, when he's going to bed? Hey, Dad, would you bless me? So that is something very powerful. The second thing from a practical thing, and being, you know, Devin talked about the protector, the provider, and the priest of the family, right, to teach. We do this thing, and we've just adopted this over the last year or two, God Talks. We have these God Talks specifically on Sunday. We pick a topic. My wife and I do a little research, and there's a multitude of places you can grab content from. And then we have a dialogue where I'm, in a sense, teaching, but it, it's, there's an active participation so we engage them and really say, okay, here's the topic we're discussing. How does this apply in your life? So what they're seeing is they're seeing the father and the mother, but specifically the father take that leadership role, and they know 
how important it is. And then the third com- the thing that I would say is you are, you know, uh, the king of your castle. You're the protector and provider. So make sure that you guard the eyes. The eyes are the gateway to the soul. So pr- have a plan of protecting your children from the, um, from the, like the, 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 the TV, which I think is a little easier now, but the, the, the phone and the computer, those are things that I would highly recommend that we're doing in another apostle that I'm working on. It's called Virtue Sport or Virtue Baseball specifically, and helping our, our kids through the sport of baseball. But giving talks on that I think is so vital. I've been doing this with my seventh grader, my, uh, my ninth grader, and then my, my son in, in, uh, in college talking about the importance of chastity of the eyes. Devin, it's so exciting to hear a father who, who has a plan. And I think about, you know, God, God the Father ha- has a plan, had a plan uh, for his children, uh, a plan of salvation, a plan for joy. And here, if we're going to model our God the Father, we have to have a plan. Kevin is intentional about his husbanding and his fathering. And Devin, I know you talk often with men that we've, we've got to have a plan. We've got to be ready to step into this true role of husband and father, priest for our homes. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. I love the fact that you're encompassing, you know, this idea of embracing the cross by blessing your wife, blessing your children, teaching with the God Talks on Sunday, the King of the Castle by guarding. I think all that is essential. And, like, I think Tim Gray, he maybe he's the one who said this, but he says if you shoot for nothing, you'll hit it every time. You know, so... The, the key here is is we really have to have an intentional plan of life. And I really think this is important because you look at why is the Catholic Church really so successful in sustaining the Catholic faith over 2,000 years. It's because of the orders of the Church, whether it's the Carmelites, the Carthusians, you know, the, you know, the Franciscans, the Dominicans. What have these people done? They have an order of life, a rule of life, a blueprint, a spiritual blueprint that they follow. And it allows them to hit that mark. They shoot for that mark on a daily basis, and they hit it. And I think that if a man can develop a plan of life, a blueprint that involves embracing silence, embracing hidden sacrifice, figuring out how to embrace your wife, embracing your child, and then building that domestic church, and then, and then ultimately, not ultimately, but also submitting your work to God and, and making your occupation the service of your vocation. If you can figure out practical ways to do those things, then you've got a blueprint for your life, and then you can really become someone very powerful, animated by the Holy Spirit, of course. Devin has a, uh, for our listeners, Devin has a book out called The Path, and The Path is a, is a rule of life, in essence, for all of us that are called to be fathers. And it's a, it, it lays out that plan of life. And Kevin is living that plan of life. So, so Kevin, talk a little bit about, we're, 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 we're focused on what does it look like to be a Catholic father and husband, but we also need to think about how do men's ministries, how can they be an instrument that God can use? How can we that are involved with Catholic men's ministry, how do we attract men that are, that are kind of off to the side? They're not really engaged in the battle. So, so how do we begin, those of us that are listening and, and know that we ourselves, our buddies, our brothers, our sons, we all need to get these guys back into a relationship with Christ. How can that work look, and how do men's ministries across this country do that work? You know, I think one, the simplest way uh, that I've ever seen to do it, and I think one of the things that we all need to embrace 
is the importance of going out, right? Christ called us that command to go out into the deep. And what we've coined the phrase is the tap. It literally is that personal invite. Um, what, what I see, and I'm sure you guys see men walking around uh, in spiritual rags everywhere. They're, they're starving for this. They don't know what's happening to their families. And a lot of times, and I don't know if this is just within American culture, our, our, our American culture, or if there's something else, but I, I've noticed this, this fear of, of rejection. And I think we've got to just push that away and understand that we are doing something to help the men. We have a gift. The Catholic faith is this wonderful gift. So in this outreach, in this tap, in creating opportunities to do this, one of the things that we're doing this year, it's flowing out of Catholic Men's Leadership Alliance and Men of Christ, and it's Catholic Father's Day. You can go to catholicfatherday.com, and we're going to do Eucharistic processions in every diocese. That's the goal, in every diocese throughout the country. And this idea of creating this, this event, this experience, and inviting guys in. The first step to evangelization is creating that experience. So inviting them in. How do I do that by that personal invite? And allowing them to see whether it is a conference, whether it's a men's group, or whether it's this procession that we're doing with the consecration to St. Joseph. These things are so important. And I think sometimes we project out our own fears. Oh, they won't want to go. Or they will think that I'm a nut. No, 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 no. Push all that away. Do it for the glory of God and take what God has given us from a command perspective and enter into the tap, you will be amazed at how many men are attracted to it. Mm. The power of the tap. Devin, I'm thinking, of course, of how Jesus called his, uh, his first 12, the, the 12 apostles. It was basically that. It was, just, it was a tap going out into his everyday life and tapping these men on the shoulders and inviting them into his life, his very life. Devin, we can do this, can't we? I mean, it, it, we, can, we can push away uh, that, that message that, the, that Satan wants to put in our ear, um, that that's not, you know, that's not cool. Uh, and we can, we can push through that, as Kevin is saying, and we can be men that, that invite others into this incredible journey, this incredible adventure of life in Christ. Yeah, absolutely. I think Kevin said something essential, though. He said, that when you're tapping them, you're inviting them to an encounter, you know, something that's been created uh, or is, and that's what Jesus was. He was the eternal incarnational encounter, like you met him and you encountered God on earth. And so it's important that we as men offer that encounter. And so this, this takes the pressure off of the average guy who's making that tap. who says, I'm not Jesus. I'm not God on earth. I don't have it in me. Fine. Most, almost all of us don't. None of us do, really. So we just tap, and we lead them to that encounter. So we like, you've got your encounter experiences in Columbus and in, in years in Milwaukee, Kevin. And we just talked with Dan about, you know, Damascus. But this is the key, is, is that we've got to tap them and lead them to that encounter. So the encounter needs to be in place. Mm. You know, I'm thinking about, um, Kevin and Devin, I'm thinking about the, the men's ministry groups that I'm aware of, groups like That Man Is You, Fathers of St. Joseph, there's so many opportunities that the church has that the Lord is raising up in the church for men to to tap other men. Think about the men that just come to the church, come to mass maybe Christmas and Easter or not even then. They're just they're just they're just lost. They're just totally on the sidelines. That tap could be that has eternal significance. And Kevin, you're really saying just do it, guys. Just push through and do it and then let Jesus do the work, right? Yeah, and again, not project out. You know, I think that, absolutely. And this idea of there are so many 
wonderful uh, men's apostles, men's ministries out there, you know, um, that allow the men to enter into it. Here's what we need. We need butts and seats. <laughs> I mean, you think about it, and that's really what is unique. The reason we're not like our churches aren't jam-packed, because we have the fullness of the faith, is because we're not personally inviting them. We're not going out there and, and helping them come in and articulate, even in a very simple way, come check it out, right? When you enter into it, now, depending on where guys are, they may feel a little uncomfortable. That human nature, I remember when I entered into a men's group the first time, I, my, my face was red. I didn't want to say anything. I was really uncomfortable. But our guys are understanding that as we continue as Catholics, this outreach, we're getting better and better to create this atmosphere, this environment that is very inviting for men to come and learn. The key is just go out and do it. And you don't have to go out into, you know, i got to go to Africa to go to a different country. It's in your sphere of influence. It's your brother. It's your father. It's your neighbor. It's your a, a, a potential parishioner. It's a coworker. It's a friend that you went to high school with. It's these simple things that God has put us there because what is God, what are we? We are God's hands. We are his voices. We're the ones that are doing the tap, that secondary cause. If we allow the Holy Spirit to work in us, not to be afraid, allow him to flow through us and to do the tap, it's amazing the goodness that can come from it, that ripple effect of goodness. The power, the power of that tap. We're down to just the last couple of minutes. Devin, I wonder if as you think about the work that Kevin is doing, just this, the, this simple but such powerful work, give men out there that are listening some encouragement that, that this is the life that we're called to. This is what fatherhood and being a husband and a father looks like. We first start this, this tap, this, this call, we start it in our own families. But as you've said before, there's, there's a mission that continues outside of the family to help other men become the fathers, the husbands that God is calling them to be. So maybe give Devin, um, as we wrap up and just listen to what Kevin has shared, maybe give men some encouragement that they can do this. Yeah, you can do this. And we know that fear, F-E-A-R, feelings, emotions, attacking reasons. So the idea is the devil, his minions, they're constantly instilling fears and these feelings of fear in our feelings and our emotions. They attack logic, divine logic, which is Christ. And what's divine logic? Christ is saying, with me, all things are possible, Philippians 4.13, okay? And so the point is, is that the people he chose, the men that he chose to be his first disciples, one was a, uh, he committed human genocide, St. Paul, you know? You got another guy who literally tried to lop off another guy's head in the garden, St. Peter, who he made his first pope. These guys were brawny, normal, uneducated men who became some of the greatest men who've ever lived on the face of this earth. And what was it? They surrendered their life over to Jesus Christ, and they got over the fact that this fear is, fear is always rooted in the loss of something, almost always. So whenever we fear, we're afraid of losing something, our reputation, maybe our self-esteem, whatever it is. The key here is, is we need to use the logic of God, because feelings and emotions attack reason, the logic of God that he can use anyone to do great things. So don't anyone. fear. We're going to leave it right there, brothers. Kevin O'Brien, thanks for joining us so much. Um, and to all of you that have been listening, this is Iron Sharpens Iron, Catholic men serving other Catholic men, encouraging you to get out there and live the incredible adventure of Catholic life in Christ. Have a great day, everybody. Live the faith.